Hi everyone, I'm Jocelyn and I am grateful you're here. You're listening to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host meaningful conversations exploring all topics of the human experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. Hi, Nicole. (laughs) Hi. I am so honored to have you be not only in the first season of my podcast, but to be my first guest and my first conversation. Um, Oh my God, (laughs) what an honor. I feel like, I don't know, I just really wanted to be really intentional with who I bring on for this first season. And you and I just always have such great conversations. And I just really, really respect you and your being, and I'm just so grateful for you. And I, it's just the perfect way to welcome the new year and welcome this new project and just be planting the seeds. So thank you, first of all, so much for your energy and the conversation that we're going to exchange and your light and for being here. Oh my gosh. Wow. I want to like... I want to say for anybody watching this right now, how special you are, Justin, not only for whoever's watching it as you enter their world, but our full world that we live in now. You're so special and you're so rare and you're so unique. And what you deliver and the medicine that you give to people is, what's the word? I don't think there is a word. It's special and rare it's divine that's the word Mm. (laughs) so thank thank you you. so much for having me as your first guest thank you thank you for those words and this is like the perfect way to start with gratitude (laughs) (laughs) right Um, and to lean in more into that um you know, given that this is the first episode and the first season and people are just now going to start understanding the concept of this podcast. um, I am encouraging every guest that I have to write down um, what they're grateful for. And they'll be reading this at the start of every, every episode. And this will kind of be the leeway into the conversation. So I I'm going to invite you to share what you wrote down before our conversation. Yeah, I have, um, I think this is really amazing what you're doing with gratitude because it's really the catalyst to like changing your perspective. And it's really the catalyst of being able to live in moments and notice things that perhaps you didn't notice before and explore gratitude that, you didn't explore before because there have been times when like every time I write in my, in my gratitude journal, I always want to fill two pages. That's always what I want to do. And sometimes I'm like, I'll stop. And I'm like, what am I grateful for? And then it's just like, bitch, like all of these things flow in because you really can be grateful for everything. Mm -hmm. Literally the smallest of things that 
perhaps you don't notice now, but if it was missing, you would miss, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. All right. So would you like me to read both pages or just yes. one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Feed us your gratitude. Okay. <sighs> I am grateful to experience a new day. I am grateful that my dad was born today and that I chose him as my dad. I am grateful to experience Nicole's life. I'm grateful for my warm and loving home. I'm grateful for my generous and brilliant friends. I'm grateful for the honor, luxury, and consciousness to heal on my journey. I'm grateful to carry on traditions for my mom and abuelita. I'm grateful for my mom's perfect health. I'm grateful for my abuelita's perfect health. I'm grateful for my two brothers and my individual relationships with them both. I'm grateful for my perfect health. I'm grateful for my creativity. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for my body. I'm grateful for the hair my body grows to keep me warm and protected. I am grateful for my inner vision. I am grateful for my clients. I'm grateful that I chose to bet on me and my gifts. I'm grateful for my career opportunities that are opening up and showering on me because I'm betting on myself. Mm. I'm grateful for my open and abundant relationship with money. I'm grateful for the freedom in my life. I'm grateful for the structure in my life. I'm grateful for the healthy food on my plate. I'm grateful that I am supported and I'm grateful to be chosen. Mm. I love that. And I love that it was like a mixture of the present moment what you have now and what's coming and from the past and what's still being incorporated now from the past like your traditions yeah. i love that and i'm feeling called to touch on something right now you brought up um in the beginning that you're grateful to experience nicole like yourself mm-hmm. for people that don't necessarily understand or grasp that concept of having that gratitude to experience yourself like to step outside of yourself and to feel that gratitude to experience you what is that like or what does that look like to you something like that actually spawned from how i would love my friends and how i would love my romantic partners and i would say things like man you're so like you're so brilliant and i would be like i wish you can see you through my eyes and then one day i not even just one day i think that notion began to the lens kind of started to flip on me and then it was a space of realizing that my soul has been here hundreds and thousands of times before and the place that i'm in right now it's me tapping into really remembering who i am mm-hmm. and remembering who i am in a sense of remembering my gifts remembering um i don't want to say necessarily past life things but the the person or people that i was in past lives like i'm taking i'm bringing forth what i did in other past lives the really great wonderful things and i'm bringing it into this life and some of my traits i get because of my past life lives that i've experienced so really separating myself even though everything is one separating myself from myself separating my soul to look at nicole allows me to love me deeper so then imagining how maybe you look at me or look 
how my family and my loved ones look at me. Mm-hmm. They must look at me with actual love. So then it allowed me to love myself deeper and to love the things that before when I when I was younger, I would be ashamed of. You know, something I wrote in my journal today too was I'm grateful for the hair on my body. Mm-hmm. When I was a little girl, I you and I might have talked about this. When I was a little girl, I was so ashamed of the hair on my arms. Mm. I was so ashamed of them because my mom didn't have hair on her arms. My abuelita didn't. My cousins didn't. My tias didn't. Nobody in my family in terms of like women or um, people who identified as as female, Mm -hmm. they all had this like blessing to not have hair on their arms. Mm. And I noticed that because as a child, I would notice everything. And then on top of that, my brother used to make fun of me because he didn't have hair in his arms. He'd make fun of me and he'd mm. pull on them. And, and it really made me feel ashamed. So when I gained the courage to be able to shave my arms with being like, I don't know how my mom's going to react to this, but I'm just going to do it anyways. Like, I was like, oh, this is so great. I don't have any hair on my arms. It wasn't until this year, 2020, when COVID hit, and we're all at home. I just stopped shaving my arms and my leg, and my arms and my legs. So then mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Who am I seeing? Going to see anybody anyway?" <laughs> so then, literally one day in the shower, I was like, "Damn, I haven't shaved my arms in so long." And I was like, "Maybe I should just let them grow to see like how long they grow." Mm-hmm. Then I began getting attached to them. Then I began thinking like. One, I had two thoughts. The first thought was like, damn, Nicole, I can't believe that you were so ashamed of your arms and your arm hair. And then I stepped into a place of forgiveness of forgiving myself for 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 thinking I was supposed to be a certain way or feeling ashamed of being ashamed, you know? Mm. So that really small but major thing in my life made a really big difference. And mm. now I am so proud of them. And yeah. I want I want every person in the world to feel proud of their arms. And I want them to look at me and be like, oh, damn, she's cool with her arms. And she's like confident and loving, you know, with her, your arms. And so there's a reason why, I don't know why, but the women in my family don't have hair on their arms, but I do. And I must get it from somebody. Okay. So if somebody in my lineage had some females in my lineage had hair on their arms and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but stepping outside of me and experiencing that is it's beautiful to me yeah. and it it has it, just to bring it all back it's allowed me the space to love myself deeper for sure because I know that that my life is so tiny like Nicole's life is so tiny in the grand scope of history and mm-hmm. all the lives that I've lived before so this is it's really special that I exist and it's special that I get to, to really fully experience me. I have a choice of to hate me or love me. And I'm leaning more to, you know, this whole place of love and a way, well, I never hated myself, but, you know, just leaning into a space of, of pure love from God. Yeah. And I want to acknowledge too, that, you know, for some that might, you know, you acknowledging that self-love for yourself in that moment 
of loving a feature that is natural to you and your body, that's like a moment of like self-love awakening that you yeah. experienced this year. Because um, I feel like a lot of people don't acknowledge the smaller moments of awakening. And that's, that's definitely one of them. And it just comes yeah. to you in so many different ways. Um, there's so much that we can touch on this from like awakenings that we experienced this year to um, still touching on um, kind of being stepping outside of yourself and observing yourself. Um, Cause I feel like that also has to do with, and we'll touch on 2020, but I feel like when you finally get to the point where you can step outside of yourself and observe your actions and your thoughts and all of that, you gain this, um, this power mm. Mm. of not allowing your ego because your thoughts are centered in ego you gain this power and i remember when i heard the quote um you are not your thoughts you are the observer of your thoughts for a while i was like oh, what does that mean <laughs> you know like i'm not my thoughts how am i not my thoughts you know but then understanding that your thoughts don't always belong to you because they have been programmed from your external experiences your whole life. So it's like you could have grasped thoughts from, you know, people who fed you low vibrational projections from themselves and you've kept that, you know, and that doesn't belong to you. So it's like getting to that point of awareness of, observing your thoughts before you believe them of not um, immediately resorting to your thoughts as fact mm -hmm. is so big. Um, how has, how has that journey been for you um, and your awakening? And this is something that I really want to touch on um, in this season, um, specifically because of everything that we're going through right now from overcoming 2020 to stepping into really stepping into Aquarian energy um, and the balance of divine feminine and masculine. And how has how has that how has um, that awakening been for you? And I know there's a lot to it, but what comes to you right now in answering that question? So there was a book that entirely changed my life called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that I understood, because I had heard that quote as well, but it didn't click for me. You know, we'll hear things along our li lives that don't click. Mm -hmm. I heard that and I was like, cool. But hearing it or listening, reading it from the power of now, where Eckhart Tolle was talking about observing your thoughts and observing your feelings, that brought a whole new awakening to me 
because I had such a difficulty. I, a, I had a challenging time identifying my emotions and feeling my emotions and allowing myself to allowing myself the space to feel them because I've always had since I was a little girl had this gift of understanding like I just innately understood why things were how they were why people did the things that they did and I saw the good in everybody so then it was hard for me to it was challenging for me to experience anger or experience um I don't know, I guess anger would probably be the biggest one. Mm -hmm. And then that, that optimism started to turn into like toxic positivity and this toxic optimism. And because I went to the source of understanding, I was skipping the step of being human and feeling these mm -hmm. feelings, which then manifested into other things for me. So reading that book allowed me the space and the and really ignited this this knowledge of in the moments that i'm feeling something and i'm not quite sure what they are to to pause and observe and ask myself questions what am i feeling right now and then asking what that is and digging deeper and digging deeper until i'm like oh it's fear or it's um it's anger or it's it's um rejection perceived rejection and then really unpacking all of those things instead of becoming anger and becoming all of these emotions mm -hmm. so then there was layers of then it, it felt like my my brain was becoming like well it, it is but like a house and different floors of observation so i would observe my feeling and then observe okay what are those feelings and then ask myself questions and then above that unpack these like feelings of guilt and a shame and shame at the same time. So it was like all of these layers happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. Until I got to the point where I was observing so much, I had to push all of that aside and then just go back to square one and come to a place of just being mm -hmm. and whatever being meant for me. But learning how to observe my thoughts and observe my emotions really allowed me to not allowed, but really ignited. Ignited, I don't, it's it's so much that I can, like there's so many like avenues and directions that I can go I in right now. I'm like trying to think like which direction do I want to say it? Um, there was something that I wanted, something else that I wanted to mention about um, observation and observing my feelings and observing my thoughts. Damn, I don't remember what that was, but man observing it really allows me to create space and separates me that's what i was going to say separates me from triggers and then also opens me up to spirit because mm -hmm. if my thoughts are not mine where are they coming from mm -hmm. and a lot of times <laughs> that's the way that i'll like cultivate relationships with my spirit guides because if i'm like okay which I don't know, what should I make for dinner tonight? And I'm thinking, and then I get a thought of like beans. And I'm like, beans? Okay, cool. And I and I know I've told you this, I've named my spirit guide. So then I'm like, all right, spirit guide, say the name. 
why beans? Let's talk. And then like I then I begin having this dialogue with my spirit guides. Mm -hmm. And then it's I'm actually strengthening my relationship with them as I communicate with them because they're like, oh shit, she sees me. She's acknowledging me. Let's 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 keep giving her, let's keep giving her messages, let's keep giving her signs, let's keep these conversations, let's bless mm -hmm. her, let's guide her in this direction. Mm -hmm. And all of these things start to come down. Yeah. So, there, oh gosh, there's so many directions I want to go in. <laughs> I know it can be kind of, you know, I actually thought of this this morning and has been on my mind sometimes when I get to that point because we can get, we can feel this way on our own in just our own observations because it can be, yeah, sometimes your awakening can be overwhelming and sometimes like, your your hyper awareness can just like lead you in so many different directions because you're realizing so many things all at once. The other day I was talking to one of my girlfriends and she was asking for my opinion on something. And so then I was we we're on voice now and we were sending, I was sending her my opinions on something. And as I was expressing it was more so about feedback, which I guess is my opinion on something that she was creating. As I was giving that feedback, I was unpacking that at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. And then I was starting to get overwhelmed with my first thought and then myself unpacking it. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> I need to, I need to stop. <laughs> uh, and I, I like stopped the voice and I like sent it. And, but I was like transparent moment. I'm like, okay, I'm unpacking all of my thoughts and my feedback right now. So hold on. Yeah, And then it, I go back to the neutral place of just being. And there, when I'm being, there is, it's, there are no additional thoughts. It's, it's me solely being and living and like the cells going through my body and my blood flowing. And it's, it's me coming to a place of calm and a neutral place of balance. And then from there, then I can give my feedback, my initial feedback without having to unpack everything. And um, which actually leads me to something that I thought was like pretty interesting. Um, I remember being really close with, oh, I'm still close with them, but I was closer than with um, a couple guy friends. Mm -hmm. And one of my guy friends, he always has really strong opinions of everything. Mm. And I remember when I, whenever I was in the room with him and he would be like talking to someone else and and he would be like, Nick, what's your opinion? Like, why are you not saying anything? And I remember being like, why do I have to have an opinion right now? Because because of my gift of understanding, I could see both sides. Right. And so I didn't have a very strong opinion. And I remember him be saying like, how can you not have a strong opinion on which direction to go in? Um, then he used a, a quote, which is, if you don't stand for something, you fall for it. something like that. Right. And I was mm. like, that's not that is not true i'm not because i don't have an opinion on cheeseburgers doesn't mean that i don't stand for anything then i began to question myself and then i was like wait do i is this wrong for me that i don't have opinions is it wrong for me that i i i can understand both sides then i saw there was a quote from Buddha, which is more of a paraphrase because I don't know it word for word, <laughs> but he was saying that a wise man sees everybody's perspective 
or expresses expresses or sees everybody's perspective or has no perspective. Mm-hmm. So he's he's he or she is seeing and understanding everybody or they're just quiet and they're just being. So seeing and hearing that I was like, okay, so I I have been aligned with this space of consciousness but I didn't know that that's what that was. And I didn't know that I I thought something was wrong with me. I thought like, well, I don't have a strong opinion about something well then maybe maybe something is wrong with me, but it wasn't. It was it's it was simply because I saw I saw and I understood everybody's perspective even down to seeing or like unpacking in my head why somebody is saying this because all of our perspectives are based on our childhood, how we're raised and based off of our our spiritual curriculum. So mm-hmm. of course you have an opinion because that's how you were raised and because of your spiritual curriculum. Of course you have this perspective because of the same thing. So mm-hmm. how am I to say because I didn't have the same experiences as them, how am I supposed to say it even if I did have the exact same experiences as them, it still would be different. Our perspectives would still be different because of the spiritual curriculum that I was given that was right. different than than them. Yeah. I don't even know where I went with all of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to bring this up before is, you know, we had we've talked about this how you grew up, you know, having this deep sense of understanding and compassion for others. Um and not necessarily feeling that need to be angry because I think what what you explained here is you understand the validity in everyone else right like everyone's opinion and how they feel is valid because of their own mm-hmm. experiences no one is necessarily right or wrong um mm-hmm. but because we are having this human experience and because we aren't always going to be surrounded by people with our level of awareness you kind of have to like bring yourself back to that humanness. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that's something that a lot of people um who do experience their own spiritual awakening or when they start realizing like oh the reason why I see the world in this way is because I have this sense of understanding or because I have this gift. but since they aren't surrounded by people who have that awareness you can feel very isolated you can feel very alone um you yeah. may go through this phase of letting people go in your life or um and i think this is you know one of the ways in which it applies when you say you know you uh, you outgrew someone or you outgrew a group of people yeah um because you want to be aligned with people who do have your sense of awareness. Um so I'm glad that you shared that. Yeah, and also being someone who who is tapped into my consciousness is accepting people for who they are and where they are in their lives. And yes, of course, we could let go and detach detach ourselves from people. Mhm. There also is a time when 
sometimes because of the way a situation works out, you just, you can't avoid them or you can't mm -hmm. not avoid the word isn't avoid, but choose not to be around them. Yeah. Especially with family, especially with family. And it's interesting to come to a point of your own point of acceptance for them. Mm -hmm. And because we're human and because we're, we're still alive, we're still learning things and we're still unpacking things and we're still healing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So coming to a place of acceptance for that other person, just where they are in their lives, where their consciousness is, that they're doing the best that they know how. And sometimes people are, you know, one of my girlfriends, Debbie, or her and I had this conversation about this. Sometimes people come to this earth and they are not meant to as uh, ascend and awaken and tap into high consciousness this lifetime for them, mm -hmm. their lesson and their spiritual curriculum is to survive. And they're here essentially to birth someone who is changing the world. Mm -hmm. And so having compassion for them and their understanding and their place in their, in their lives is, it could be a challenge. And then it also you, it's a challenge for yourself because you don't want to lower your frequency to match their frequency. Because mm -hmm. then at that point, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this is like a muscle that you have to strengthen because yeah. I do believe that you can get to the point where you don't necessarily have to let people go if you don't want to have them completely out of your life. Like you can get to the point where you are so um, energetically and emotionally stable. You um, have somewhat mastered setting your boundaries that mm -hmm. you can be around anyone um, and accept them for where they are and how they are in that moment, which has been such a profound um, awareness for me that I'm so grateful for uh, mm. accepting people for who they are and not for their potential, accepting people, um, accepting, yeah, just accepting people for who they are and not having expectations of who they should be or why they should be in, you know, some other way to benefit us. Yeah, it's been very healing for a lot of relationships in my own life. Um, and yeah. a lot of this, too, helps you not take things personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it allows you to love that other person a little easier, which then allows you to love yourself mm -hmm. a little more. Yeah. What would you say is like... Um, a recent challenge that you had where you noticed this challenge or this trigger and you went through that process of breaking it mm. down for yourself. Mm. <sighs> Okay, here's one. Um, 
It was a weekend. I had recently gone, was it on when I came back from it actually? Yeah, I came back from a trip and I came back early from my trip. So nobody like fully knew that I was here and I wanted it to be like that because I knew that once people specifically being clients knew that I was back, then they'd be like, wonderful. We need X, Y, and Z. Do you have the space to do it? Do we, and then like talk about work. And I was not about that life. I didn't want to talk about, I didn't want to talk about work. So I, but my parents knew that I was home. So Mm -hmm. I spent a day unpacking, like, like physically unpacking my suitcases, (laughs) cleaning, cleansing, um, doing laundry, like doing all of the things at home. And I wanted to work on my vision as a we wrap up 2020, work on my vision for 2021. And I couldn't that day. So I'm like, all right, cool. Tomorrow I'm gonna do it, which is Saturday. So allowing myself the flexibility. Then both of my parents called me and both of my parents asked for help for both something that they were both doing. And I knew that both of them were gonna take a long time. I knew that um, if they asked my brothers, they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I knew that um, I wanted to do my own stuff. So then I started to like, like the anxiety started to like build a little bit, but I wanted to be there for them. Mm-hmm. So then I was working on my mom's stuff and my dad was calling me. He really wanted to get his stuff done. My mom, And then I was just feeling this like pressure and anxiety and pressure and anxiety of this assumed responsibility that I had um, about being the one that they only asked about the pressure of them needing it right away. But what about my needs, things that I planned for myself? And I felt it coming up. And then I started to snap at my mom and I started to snap at my dad. And then I got to a point where I was like, I don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. And I started to get really emotional and I'm like, okay, what is coming up for me? And then I was figuratively unpacking that. So I set a boundary with both my parents. I told my mom, I started doing whatever she asked me to do. And I said, I can't finish this today. I know that this is, you need this done by Monday. I'm going to do work on it tomorrow. I'm done working on it today. What my dad was asking me for, I was like, this is what I completed and I'm sending it to you. If you want any edits to it, then I can do it on a different day. And then that left me, I'm glad I was okay. Set this boundary with both of them. Then I was left with my emotions because I live home alone. I didn't have anybody to talk to. I mean, I could have called people. I didn't want to like put this emotional, you know, on anybody. Mm. So then I began to ask myself questions. What's coming up for me? Okay. What was coming up for me was worthiness of, well, my, what I wanted to do was also worthy. Why are they not seeing that it is worthy? Well, it is worthy and they don't have to see that it's worthy. And then what was coming up for me was this assumed responsibility just because I am their daughter. And just because they called and I answered doesn't mean I have to do it in this moment. So then I was still like angry and, 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 um, I was very emotional. I think I was more hurt than anything else. So then at that point I thought, okay, I have the tools to get through this moment. And I didn't want to just bypass it. So I sat with it. I came into my, my office space. I sat down and I began meditating. Meditating wasn't it for me. And I, it, like, I, w- I couldn't get deep. So then I began to say affirmations to myself. 
I am worthy, my thoughts matter, my voice matters. And I began to, to go through these affirmations. Then I noticed there was emotion stuck really, like really deep in me. And I was like, oh, there's some really deep stuff that wanted to come out. And I knew that I wanted to cry, but I, the, the, those emotions were not coming through. So then the affirmations then turned into permission for myself to cry. Then I began to cry and, and in this, this space of uh, meditation. Then I don't know if you and I have actually explored this conversation of light language, mm -hmm. but I began to, to channel light languages. This is something that um, the space of what we talked about, like remembering who you were, this is, I think this is like past life stuff where I receive light codes and light languages from like when I'm asleep, I'll just put my arms up and then I'm, that's me as like an antenna receiving them. But this is a subconscious thing. But anyway, I began to channel light language for in the space of self-acceptance and also recalibrating and reprogramming myself to a space of God's love. Mm. And that's, that, those are really heavy, heavy things to channel self-acceptance and then ch and channeling recalibration and reprogramming myself to come back to a space of God's love, not perceived love that romantic love or whatever it's God's, which God's love could be romantic, but God's pure, pure love. When I channel light language, my body begins to sway. My, my chest moves, my arms move, and I completely surrender myself to this moment. And that's exactly what happened. Like my arms started to move and I began to like sway back and forth and I was receiving, and I knew I was receiving light language at that point because I felt my body, uh, I felt energy come through my body and I felt the emotions come through. That got me to a place that I was super emotional and I began to like sob and get these, get these emotions out because we know that um, emotions, sadness, trigger, all of those things are also attached to vibe to vibrations. So when we cry or sob or scream or express ourselves, this is us carrying these emotions out. So I did all of that. And when I like came back to my body, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay, I'm feeling much better. And I went to reach for something. It's like my phone, my notebook. It was my notebook I think that I was reaching for. Then I saw my hands in front of me and I had an out of body experience where I was seeing my hands as myself, but I was seeing my hands, I think maybe from like my higher self or something, because then I began to look at my hands and then I began to, I was overwhelmed with gratitude, mm. overwhelmed Jocelyn. And I was like, I can't believe these are my hands. I have the gift to have these fingers. Look at my skin, look how beautiful my skin is, the color, the tone, the softness, the texture. And then I began to like feel my arms and my shoulders and like all around my body. And I began to, to thank my body. Thank you arms, thank you wrists, thank you arms. And like, like hugging, hugging the parts of my body. And I, then I kind of went into like another state of meditation of being, feeling so, such gratitude for the, myself. And this is, this is what I asked for. I asked for light language for, or light codes for self-acceptance. And I was over mm -hmm. here loving my body. And at that point I felt 
the presence of my ancestors and I felt the presence of my spirit guides. I felt the presence of my future children. I felt the presence of my higher self all mm. in this room with me. And I was, when I was overwhelmed with, with these, with these feelings of gratitude, I began to cry again. And this is wonderful because I haven't up until this point in my life, like I wasn't a crier and I wasn't someone who was in tune with their emotions. Right. And, um, then I just asked them for like a spiritual hug and I felt that hug and then I was ready to fully come back. And then I was like, okay, I'm fully back. I looked at my arms, my hands, and it wasn't exactly the same. Of course I was grateful for my hands, but the vision that I had wasn't exactly the same. Right. But that's how I knew I came back to my body. And that's how I knew that I did reprogram myself. I did recalibrate myself. I did channel self-love and self-acceptance. And I was able to come back to neutralize my body based off of the triggers that I just experienced that only I experienced because from my mom's perspective, she was probably like, she must be stressed out. She must be starting her period soon. My dad probably like, dang, I don't know. Like, does she really want to do this for me or whatever? You know, so it's like, then they have their own experiences, Mm -hmm. not even knowing that I just went through this whole thing that had nothing to do with them. And it was all me right yeah and the way that they perceived your response are things that you know if they felt triggered in any way things that they need to heal um and how they received Mm -hmm. your boundary right yeah it's so beautiful how essentially what happens when you hold that space for yourself because this, you went through like, um, uh, I guess, difficult experience and you ended up having an awakening and a healing moment with yourself because you gave your, because you held space for yourself. And I think that's, that is like, almost, you know, step one in healing and in not responding in a way that doesn't serve you anymore. Mm. Is giving yourself that space. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. And it's also tapping into the embodiment of the work that you're learning along the way, because it sounds good to observe your emotions. It sounds good to meditate. It sounds good to journal. It sounds good, Mm -hmm. but to really activate those things and coach yourself through these moments and embody it and get out of your head to feel it and surrender to it. Mm -hmm. That's a different part of it. And, and that's when it's, when it's game time, when you're going through those triggers and no matter how old you are, no matter how, from my perspective, how old you are, how long you've been on the spiritual journey, there's more to learn, there's more to unpack. Because mm-hmm. none of us have reached this exact point of enlightenment where that Jesus experience, well, I don't know, maybe some people have, but I think it's important to see healers and people who are doing the work as knowing that they are also healing themselves mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Still, because you could think that you healed a part of you, but you healed a part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember one of my exes 
told me, um, and this was a very unhealthy relationship, but I, I'll never forget when he told me, you know, how can you, how can you be such like a positive person and still essentially be triggered? Like, mm. how can you be like, you aren't what you seem or you aren't the person that others think you are because to others, everyone sees you as a light, but because I'm experiencing you personally, I see that you have your moments of, of um, darkness. And that made me question like, am I actually a light? You know, like, am I, am I actually, am I pretending to be someone I'm not because I still have things to heal? Mm. And then I realized like, no, the healing never ends for so long. <laughs> it so literally long. never ends. Yeah. Cause we're still human. Yeah. And yeah. we don't experience that like full ascension until after death like mm -hmm. what I think about is like the Virgin Mary I think of Jesus I think of Enoch and Noah and they lived such um righteous lives and they walked with God and they practiced the they practiced I mean what comes up for me is like the rule of God you know with like love and peace and joy and all of these things and I'm sure they were still experiencing triggers and I'm sure they were still exploring their own emotions and mm -hmm. they were teaching others along the way and they wrote their gospel, but their full ascension happened after they passed where mm -hmm. now they are ascended masters, mm -hmm. you know, and if there's yeah. more to learn, then they would come back to earth. Although I feel like as we enter 2021, I think a lot of the babies that are born are going to, have the knowledge from ascended masters as they come into this into this world. Mm, yeah, so deep, <laughs> so deep. Like, I wonder if anyone like listening or watching this is like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot to grasp. Um, I, I, something that I really want to touch on with you is, you know, I, um, I know that you recently expressed that you're kind of currently going through um, a shift in your life mm -hmm. and you're rebranding and um, you got certified in Reiki this year. I feel like you're, you know, a lot, you and other healers are really stepping into their gifts this year. Um, and for those that, you know, don't know your history or your, your past experiences, you were in the industry, like you were in a, you know, you've had these, diff these reinventions of yourself. Mm -hmm. What is that looking like for you right now? And how have you accepted your reinventions? It almost feels like I don't have a choice. It feels like 
I've connected because of my curiosity, I've connected so deep into learning about the celestial worlds and our history and the world's history, celestially, physically, materially. It feels like now is the time. It feels like everything that I've experienced and that I've gone through career-wise and just in my personal life also feels like it's leading me to this moment now. And I think based off of the gifts that I was given, just as me being born here, I had already a gift of music. I had a gift of communicating. I had the gift of savoring and and being like hungry for knowledge. I had the gift of curiosity and understanding and all of these things. And I think what I'm doing now is following my joy and what and where I'm being called to go. And it feels like, it honestly feels Jocelyn, like I don't really have a choice. And in whichever field, even if I decided I'm gonna go back to radio and I'm gonna be an on-air personality and that's what I'm gonna be, even if I was doing that as an on-air personality, I feel like I still would be a healing healer. If I was, mm-hmm. if I'm, I mean, I'm still in digital marketing, I do have a digital marketing agency, I would still be a healing healer because also it's like the people, the clients that I've been attracting are all in the healing realm. Mm-hmm. and that I don't believe any of that is a coincidence. I don't market myself only or my my agency as a place that's only for other businesses that heal or that um, are of service of of the people. Mm -hmm. Um, For Reiki specifically, it's so interesting because three of my closest girlfriends are all Reiki practitioners. One is a Reiki two, the other two at the time were Reiki one practitioners. I never thought like, she's doing that. I want to do that too. I never thought that. In fact, it was just like, yeah, all of them are Reiki practitioners and they're following what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was, I was really strongly being communicated to in my dreams. Have I told you this story? I don't think so. So I never thought I was going to be a Reiki practitioner. Um, I was being led in in my dream, specifically this one dream where I woke up from the middle of the night and I, I woke up from the sound of, of writing, of like a, a number two pencil writing down really fast. And I heard it very loud, but I also knew it was only in my head, that it wasn't in the room. And I knew that it was telling me to write something down. And I was like, I'm not going to write down anything. I'm tired. And I tried to go back to sleep, but the writing consisted. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, fine. So I, I reached for a notebook. I always have hella notebooks on my nightstand. I reached for one of my notebooks and I was like, I don't know what you want me to write. And it was just like, write and, or just like doodle and like make um, lines and shapes or whatever. So that was like, oh, yes, okay. you told me so that. Then, I did all of that. And mm-hmm. then I was like, done. I'm like, I'm going to sleep now. And then it like consisted. And I was like, ah, so I, like, woke up and I continued doing it. And I was just really tired. 
So the next morning when I looked at it, I was like, this doesn't mean anything to me. But then the consecutive dreams that I was continuing to have, one of them was, which like really put me at the edge of like, I need to do this now was, it said, your gifts are in your hands, look into Reiki. And the next morning, my one of my girlfriends called me and she was like, girl, you have to, you have to sign up for Reiki. This was my experience that I had last night and it changed my life. And my Reiki practitioner, she's doing um, like a, her next class is next week and she never does it like this and she's always booked. And the timing of her telling me that, the dream that I had the night before and all of the other dreams that were, that were like really calling on me, I was like, okay, I need to look into this. Mm -hmm. I ended up taking the class, the course, and there are Reiki symbols that as Reiki practitioners you utilize. And, and these symbols are used to amplify what your, the energy that you're pushing out. One of the most, the ones that I learned, there's three. The last one was very complex. And as I was practicing it one night, I realized oh shit, this looks so familiar. And then I went to my notebook from, mm. you know, whenever I woke up in the middle of the night, in my drawings, I had drew the top part of this symbol. And that's when I knew, okay, I am entirely aligned in this and I'm supposed to be doing this. Mm -hmm. um, which I, you know, I went on social and I announced it and I'm like, you know, proud of myself and sharing it with everybody. And I was like, I'm not going to change my career. This is just like, I'm adding this to my spiritual toolbox. And it's just interesting how now it's like, um, it isn't like fully my career, but I'm now being more like called to do this. And I have Reiki clients every week and I'm like, all right, well then I am being called to continue doing that. So in the space that I'm in, I feel like I'm very much open to spirit and open to the direction that they're taking me in my personal ascension and my personal journey. And I feel like as I begin to fully tap into the Nicoleness of me, mm -hmm. then that is that is me already helping to heal, not helping to heal. I don't want to say that. Um, accompanying other people's journey of healing. And I feel like everything that has led everything that I've experienced in terms of career has led me to this moment into helping me communicate because of radio, helping me to brand because of my branding and marketing and experience, mm -hmm. um, helping me to incorporate frequencies because of my love for music and all of these things circling in one for this specific moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Down the line, maybe not in the midst of it sometimes, but when you're in that space where you can look back, you see like how everything ties in together and how it yeah. all makes sense. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. So what does, I mean, when this episode comes out, we're, we are in the future, we are in 2021. <laughs> so yes. what, what, what is 2021 um, feeling like for you and um, what are you grateful for from 2020? Mm. 2021 is, it's interesting. I, I wrote this down yesterday too. It's, it feels like the first thing that comes up for me is the season of me, the season of me in a place of confidence and fullness and authentic, authentically, all of those things wrapped up 
in one and and really experiencing fully unapologetically confidently me because of course i'm i'm confident of course i'm tapping into my full authenticity but what's coming up for me let me let me go deeper and be more transparent coming to a place of vulnerability to allow myself to put me first because a challenge for me in the 33 years that i've been alive is putting others needs ahead of mine and putting others emotions ahead of mind um mine um pers my perception of what they must be feeling and putting them before i put myself in the driver's seat because i've always from the past i've always put myself in either the back seat or the passenger seat and then i'll toggle between driving and really moving forward in, in like the fullness of my gifts and then other times like it's like i'll go back into the passenger seat Mm -hmm. and i'll be like okay i'll just get to my stuff later and then i'll just mm -hmm. work on this client stuff right now and then i'll just get to me on the weekend or i'll just get to this i'll get to um cleaning my apartment on the weekend i'll just get to you know what i mean so it's like putting me and myself in the driver's seat and feeling confident fully in that instead of feeling guilt or shame not shame but feel, like feeling guilt and that those are still things that i'm navigating through as the person that i am today mm -hmm. um what I'm grateful for in 2020 is shit, all of it. It led me to explore the sides of me that I had been avoiding. Mm -hmm. And those sides were coming to terms with emotions and feelings and identifying them giving them names, asking them questions and really facing that, that was really uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can relate to both of those so much. When you were talking about, you know, putting yourself in the driver's seat in 2021 um, and explaining that metaphor, what came to mind for me was you know, you were prioritizing other people's comfort. At least that's how I perceive it. And I can totally relate to that. It's like, because I have this understanding of how others feel and if they were feeling, um, if they were feeling uncomfortable by my space or my light or anything, even if it doesn't have to do with me, I would prioritize their comfort because I understood mm. and then it put me in this place of discomfort mm -hmm. that didn't benefit me mm -hmm. and and I think something I want people to understand from that is that prioritizing your own comfort isn't selfish because when you're comfortable like that when you prioritize yourself like that benefits everyone everyone around you it benefits the world it benefits your work um so i yeah. hope mo more people would prioritize that and for 2020 definitely was a year of confrontation for me too 
Mm-hmm. And I am proud of you and I'm proud of me for uh, confronting that and not, you know, and actually finally giving that those things that needed attention space and um, accepting that, you know, it's still going to be a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like a lot of those who are watching now can relate to that. You said it so beautifully, prioritizing other people's comfort. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes from a space of good intention, but over time, yeah. it, you see it affect you for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I could honestly, we can talk about this all day. Hours. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, is there anything that you want to add to this conversation um, that you want to leave people with? Not necessary, but if you feel called to share something. Mm. Yeah, what's coming up for me is sharing that, sharing to trust your journey and being aligned doesn't mean that it feels comfortable Mm. Mm. being aligned can also feel like a lot Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you're not aligned Mm -hmm. so my message is to trust in your journey and to communicate to your journey you can communicate to your journey to slow down that this is a lot for me right now give it to me in smaller bite-sized pieces or you can communicate to your journey to share the lessons in a more, in a different way, in a more loving way, in a more, and I not to, not to assume that the messages are never loving because they are. Mm-hmm. But you can also set your own boundaries with your journey and set your boundaries with your spiritual team, just as you would set boundaries in this material world with physical people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. Thank you so much for your light. And I'm just so grateful, seriously, so grateful to align with people like you. And I honestly wish that for everyone to be able to experience mere reflections of you that are the mere reflection of your higher self because Mm. it is just, it makes life just so much easier and so much more rich. So Mm. (laughs) thank you for your time and your words. And I hope that the listeners and viewers um, gain some sense of, of clarity or comfort in this conversation. Thank you. It's really an honor to to talk to you and to know you. And I was going to say, too, that I'm just a, a mirror re- reflection of you. So all the wonderful, beautiful things that you're saying about me, I receive them and I send them back to you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. And... I wouldn't doubt that I will have you again on another. <laughs> Let's do it. And then we'll make the next one like two hours long. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.